You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network, uh, part three of our three-part finale recap of Lost, which maybe you've just jumped straight back into. I believe it's being released on the same day. Um, we'll have to check with our scheduling agent, but. <laughs> Uh, so maybe you've jumped straight in, or if you've been listening week to week, then welcome back. I hope you had a good week. Um, we are here, yeah, part three, which is uh, the second and last three-parter of Lost. So we've done the big, the big trilogies, of <laughs> the iconic trilogies. Um, so let's get straight back into it. Uh, my name is Noah, and I've been having regular conversations with dead people. So the last thing I need is paranoia. And my name is Ben, and checkmate, Mr. Echo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're back. Uh, Apologies. uh, The the, the island sickness has just been with me for three weeks now. It's just not going. um, But hopefully, 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 by the end of this, uh, I can recover. Uh, So this is part three. It's been written by the same, same old people, directed by the same old people, this episode aired uh, same night as part two, but different night to part one. And I think I mentioned it earlier that Damon and Carlton basically had too much content. So they asked uh, ABC, oh, can we have another episode? And they said, okay. So we got more lost. Um, and, yeah, what an end to this trilogy and to this season. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I, I much prefer the uh, the prequel trilogy. I'm one of those. Um, just, just putting it out there. But uh, no, it's 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 a great way to end it. Um, not that funny. Is that across the sea? The prequel trilogy. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I like that episode. Shut up. But the, the yeah yeah, it's a great way to end it, and it's kind of it's. I could they have done this in two episodes? Like, I'm glad they said yes because. At the end of the day, if we had only had two, yeah, this would have been very rushed, wouldn't it? So, I think it 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 works. But I mean, it's it's probably not on the same level as we were a season ago. Uh, but at the same time, it's still great, and you know the the ending twist is pretty epic as well. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think they could have done it in two episodes, and there's just. In all three parts, there's no room to breathe. This episode is just go, 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 go. And besides the time jump, which is quite unique for Lost to have like a title card one week later, pretty much the whole episode plays out in real time. It's pretty much just 30 minutes that all of this happens. Um, and there is just no room for breathing. It's just this is happening, then this is happening, and dare I say even this episode seems a little bit rushed like where where we've locked we're on the boat we're we're in the chopper we're we're on the other boat uh we're swimming to Juliet it's just barely any time and before you know it it's just it's gone it feels like you've just watched 10 minutes and it's beautifully shot like I love the helicopter (laughs) stuff um which I is there a making of on this episode because I mean this is probably a dumb question like I, I'm assuming they're just kind of it's the way they've done it the prop looks all very realistic but like it, it's done in a way that if that's on a green screen that looks fantastic that looks so realistic but if they're on a real helicopter as well like it's kind of just everything <laughs> about it is done so well so um yeah no you're absolutely right like for for the fact that this is the third part of 
you know, a three-parter. That's how it works. Um, and then it still kind of feels rushed. Like, maybe they ask for, like, can we have two extra episodes? No, you can only have one. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, you also, you know, we talk about kind of the epicness of Lost and the scale of the way this show is filmed that... Obviously, the pilot is the one that always comes up in terms of that grand sort of movie feel about it. But there's so many pieces in this episode too, like the explosion yeah. and just, uh, yeah, as I said, the helicopter stuff and just so much about this, which is almost very much like a movie feel. So yeah, no, everything about this is is a pretty epic. And I, I cried in this episode. I, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. I cried when Claire showed up. Exactly. I was like, no, <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Can I just say, Aaron would so be dead in this episode. Yeah. How <laughs> does the baby survive? The baby is poor like... Old, poor old Desmond would almost die. It's shaken baby syndrome. Like, super Aaron. Bloody hell. That's what, the, that's what we keep saying. This is when Lost gets remade, it's going to be about Aaron. Um, the superhero. Because, you know, this is why he can survive helicopter crashes. Uh, Marvel's going to... Do some sort of lost co-production. <laughs> oh. Super baby. Meanwhile, poor old Jin also survives an explosion. So, God, there's super super Jin and super Aaron. Well, Jin's not that super, but we'll wait a couple seasons for that. Jin oh. um, drowns, but Aaron, <laughs> Aaron survives. Too soon, know it. Too uh, soon. <laughs> so, I guess we'll get back into the episode now. I don't know what you feel, but I propose that we make a return back to our original structure that we've been doing for four seasons. Every single person listening to all three of these episodes on the same day, which I'm glad you realise that that's happening today, um, then they've just listened to part two. And here we are, just fixing this up straight away. Good job. Yep. (laughs) It's like no time has passed at all. Uh, so if you're happy with that, I propose we return to the format that we're stuck to for the past like eighty episodes. I am fine with that, Noah. It is it is your call. You are the boss today. Oh, power is getting to my head for a second there when you called me the boss. Um, you are Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> uh, Bruce Springsteen should have been lost, but anyway, <laughs> underrated, underrated man, Bruce. Springsteen. Yeah, he he should have played Jacob. Um, <laughs> Born on the island, I was. Or Jack, even. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the boss. Uh, uh, <laughs> or Ben. That could have been good. Um, so the flash forwards not not so plentiful in this episode. Really, probably the the worst bunch. Uh, but pretty much they're all just set up for next season. Um, so we start with Saeed outside Santa Rosa, and he kills a guy in the car. A little bit on the nose when he asks for the time, and he says, oh, it's around 8.50. So, what do people right. do? Like, like That is legitimately a movie TV cliche, right? Where if somebody says that, something bad's going to happen. Like If somebody actually was to come up to me in the street and say, do you have the time? I, I'm going to run the other direction. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> No! <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is pre-smartphone era, but um, a, a guy coming up at night while you're you're on watch asking for the time, like, eh. uh, but he kills that guy, uh, and he goes in and he finds Hurley. He's playing a game of chess, uh, and he he says he's come to take Hurley, and 
that circumstances have changed and now Bentham is dead. And what is like, oh, they said it was suicide. And then why are you calling him Bentham? We know his name is, don't say his name. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Turley says, well, I don't want to go back. He said, no, we're not going back. We're just going to find somewhere safe. And then as they're leaving, you already mentioned it before. It's such a great moment. It's checkmate, Mr. Echo. Oh, um, why is he there? Is the... <laughs> oh, imagine if we had just a little scene of Triple A. That's all you need. You just just, a, just a look flash. up at the camera and just smile. Like, that's all you need. Like, I would be satisfied with that. Like, this, this scene always... Even better if it was just a smile. But it always makes me sad that it's just not there because, like, it just it brings to light everything we talked about, why he's sort of not ever coming back and sort of, you know, his dispute and all that with loss. Like, it just, it makes me so sad. Like, it's it's cool in a way, but at the same time, it's just like, why can't we see him? Like, aww. I I like it better without him because it makes you think, well, he's fairly just nuts. Um, or is Echo actually there? Uh, but... It would be kind of cool if we just saw him and he just gives a little smile and then Saeed looks and there's nothing there. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, in these days where you've got, like, Carrie Fisher in new Star Wars movies and stuff like that, you probably could get Triple A, just edit his face in, like, hello, but this is 2008. They weren't quite up to scratch with bringing Peter Cushing back into movies. and So maybe these days they could have done it. Um I, I I wish he said checkmate Boone. <laughs> but but, but checkmate Mister Boone. But then you would have seen Boone there though, like in some holders already there, like he was on set <laughs> just as a backup. Or he could have said checkmate Libby. <laughs> Check- Why is Libby not visiting him? What? Because um, she didn't. She was just using Hurley for his warmth at camp. <laughs> Good look. Um, checkmate Joanna. <laughs> Joanna. Checkmate Steve. No, that wasn't Steve. <laughs> uh, so that kind of sets up their plotline for the next few episodes. And I actually really like the season five stuff between Hurley and Saeed, but we'll get to that stuff. Um, the second episode, The Lie, I think is a really good episode. Um, next is, uh, a badass sun scene. She's in full badass mode. And this is one of the few scenes actually not filmed in Hawaii. Uh, because Alan Dale was in a play in London. So this is actually filmed in London. So Yunji and Kim just got a nice little uh, trip to London to film this one scene. I love that they associate, will they like accommodate the one, you know, Alan Dale is that big of an actor. Oh, we've got to <laughs> fly to London for Alan Dale. <laughs> I I like that they went to the effort, like, well, this is in the script, we're going to do it. But nowadays, she would just definitely be on Skype or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice they went to the effort, but it's literally like a two-minute scene. So did they just finish shooting and then Sun's off to get some fish and chips down the pub or something. <laughs> oh, um, but I like she confronts with more. She says she's Peg's daughter. And, oh, I believe I owe him dinner. Um, and then I like Badass Son. Like, you know who we are. Quit it. Uh, you know that we're lying. Um, and she says they have a mutual enemy, and when he's ready, he can call her. She just storms off. 
Uh, I love Badass Son. I agree. And, I mean, that sort of, we talked a bit about that in the last episode, but, um, I mean, I think you mentioned it too in the last episode, how, you know, Saeed is just zombie Saeed basically moving forward, but we just sort of get that switch to Badass Son. So... Maybe they swap bodies. Does like Saeed and <laughs> and Son just swap bodies? We just don't. There's really a comedy know. movie in the making. <laughs> it's like Freaky Friday. <laughs> what am I to do with this baby? I am pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think Saeed probably more switched bodies with Claire than Son. <laughs> God. Ah! I'm from Iraq. Ah, my baby. <laughs> Nadia. Nadia. <laughs> Shannon, I didn't know her before the island, but now I do. And now I did get to know her. I'm a torturer. <laughs> Better than fish and fry. God, Saeed's character. I, I would say we've got... No, to be honest, I think we're done. I was going to say maybe we've got a couple more episodes. No, I think we're officially done on Saeed for the rest of the show now. <laughs> Thanks, Saeed, for coming. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you can see yourself. Uh, Naveen Andrews. It's just so sad because he was such a great character. Although I think on this rewatch we're seeing, well, he's maybe not as great as we remembered, but it's just so sad that the last two seasons they just completely dropped the ball on this character. So that's it for Saeed. A round of applause for Saeed, but he's done. What do you, what do you think they could have done with him? What would you like to have seen them done with him? Oh, I've got my whole... My whole... <laughs> I've had, I've had 10 years to think about this, Ben. <laughs> well, you've Saeed. got 10 minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to kind of what I would have done personally is ditch the whole they have to bring everyone back to the island because that was a dumb kind of plot device anyway that had no real significance. They don't all have to come back. They get off the island... Um, he finds Nadia, they live, they get married, they live happily, and they're together. Or Nadia does get killed and he becomes the assassin and everything. Uh, and Saeed, when they're going back, I have no reason to go back. I've avenged Nadia's death. It's time to move on. Season five, he doesn't die. He just stays on the mainland as written out of the show. Meets a blonde woman. Or... Yeah, or or he just lives happily ever after with Nadia, and after season five, he just decides he doesn't need to go back, and his storyline has come full circle. He's finally found her. Um, or maybe, like, <laughs> he sacrifices himself so that the other Oceanic Six can get, get back to the island and that he dies in season five and he helps the other five get back. Uh I just think season five, when he was off the island, there was. Oh, I know we're jumping to season uh, five here, but they all have a reason for going back. Kate wants to find Claire. Hurley's gone mental. Jack uh, is listening to Locke and knows that now that's his destiny. Son wants to find Jin. Saeed, oh yeah, we arrested him with handcuffs and we dragged him onto the plane. <laughs> The other characters, they all have a motivation for going back. His, they literally put him in handcuffs and take him onto the plane. Which, if that's not symbolism, then I don't know what is. Uh, so, there was no reason for him to be back on the island. And then once he gets back, he's just so dumb and turns into a zombie. So, 
there you go. I've given about four different possible endings that are better than what we got for Saeed. Which yeah, I think they're all better ones. I mean, does, Naveen Andrews kind of just doesn't talk about this. He kind of just moved on pretty quickly, didn't he? Like, he didn't even know what was going on while he was filming this. But has he ever talked about kind of just his absence mentally, basically, from the last two seasons? Uh, nothing that I've really heard, but I don't think he really liked Lost that much. It was just a job for him. I'm sure he enjoyed doing the show, but he didn't like the show itself. So. Mind you, though, I mean, what he hasn't done anything since of note. So, sorry, Naveen Andrews. Um, I like you. Well, you were was... good in the Brave one for the five minutes you were in it. But other than that, I don't know if I've seen you in much other things. He was in the Alan Cumming show. Oh, and he just got cancelled. He got cancelled. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you would think you would honestly think though, like if a lost reboot, let's let's be honest, when a lost reboot or a lost sequel comes eventually, surely he's one of the people that's going to come back because I mean, again, what else is he doing? <laughs> yeah, but they do have the small issue about his death though. Well, I mean, Palpatine died, and yet he's <laughs> coming back for the Rise of Skywalker. So he survived the submarine explosion. <laughs> well. Yes. Um, did you see a <laughs> body, Noah? To... You know the old trope. You don't see a body. They're not really dead. Well, yeah, we can ask June about that. Um, well. Um, yeah, so they're all different possible endings to Saeed that I think would be much better. I know they wouldn't want to ride him out in season five without any kind of, like, he didn't die or whatever, but he should never have gone back to the island. Um so, uh, after Battlestar, we have Kate. She's waking up. She gets a phone call with some weird... Uh, my subtitle said, speaking in a foreign language, but that was definitely not a foreign language. That was like a reversed, scrambled like uh, language. It was definitely not a foreign language. Um, it also said, when Sam was talking on the phone to her mum, speaking in a foreign language. <laughs> Korean? <laughs> Um, so Kate, she gets the call, she grabs a gun, she's a bit scared, she goes into the room and, uh, it's Claire, she's in the room with Aaron. Yay. Uh, is this scene purely just to think, well, Emily DeRavon's been in the show for four seasons, we need to get her into the finale? I mean, she, yes, uh, they, they just, they need an iconic Claire moment, because does she ever have any? I don't know. I mean, I can kind of understand it, because Kate's, I guess, just, this is her point, right? Like, she's feeling guilty for this baby, so what better way to have this dream? But, <laughs> I mean, it's Emily DeRaven, so cool. This is the last time uh, Claire and Aaron are together, I believe. Oh, really? Don't they see? Oh, no, because she doesn't bring Aaron with them to the island, does she? So, my squirrel <laughs> baby! She may as well have. He can survive anything. Yeah, throw him out the window as the plane. <laughs> we'll find you in a minute, Aaron! <laughs> and she says, don't you dare bring him back. <laughs> um, but it was just a dream. So. Oh, God, even in dreams, Claire's a bad actor. <laughs> but I guess it does set up... Uh, it does set up like for Kate's storyline for next season as well, which pretty much all these all these scenes are for. Um, I had a dream last night that Jeff Prose was telling me Survivor spoilers, and I was telling him to stop, but he wouldn't. 
Well, I mean, he's been doing kind of the uh, opposite recently on Twitter, hasn't he? When, like, speaking out against his own editors on, on the show because they've been putting spoilers in promos. So uh, maybe he's coming into your drink. No, uh, I know you. Help me out here. Yeah, so... Uh, but he wasn't as mean as Claire in... in uh, Imagine having a dream of Emily Durabin screaming at you, don't you dare. <laughs> every oh, night, every up. night I have that dream. <laughs> uh, Stop making fun of time. me on the Oz Network, Ben. Stop it. <laughs> don't you dare mention me again. Don't you dare, Ben. Don't you dare. Because we probably could get her on the show and she's probably the nicest person uh, I've only heard good things about her as a person, but then we're just such assholes to her. It's not like we haven't had people on the show before that we've been assholes to in the past and they've come on. I mean, you know, <laughs> lots of people that I can't think of right now, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's... <laughs> MC Jamie. <laughs> we all got all those long hours we spent saying how much we hated MC Ganey. Like, oh, we played dumb when he brought up the Country Bears, but uh, we knew all well, really? all too well, how bad he was in that movie. <laughs> oh, I don't think I could go on with Emily DeRavon after what we've said about her. Um, but if she wants to come on. You're welcome, Emily. Um, we'll probably sit here going, Hello, <laughs> Emily, how are you? Uh, so, the last one, we're back to back to the end of season three, really, with Jack's beard um, and the Hummer. He's driving back to the funeral parlour. This is when Creepy Ben shows up. Um, and Jack says, Well, Bentham told, told me that bad things happened after I left the island, and it was my fault bit rough but um and that we have to go back so once again Locke told jack you have to lie and he followed followed Locke, and then Locke told bet to jack you have to go back and that's what he starts screaming we have to go back so this is huge moments of jack turning from Locke's public enemy number one to oh he was right all along mm. um which is an important moment for Jack in this season four finale, both on the island and and in the flash forwards, because uh, a lot of his next two seasons will be, oh, Locke was right about pretty much everything. I was wrong. I'm the man of faith now. Um, so uh, all of us have to go back. Um, it can't just be some of us, which... <sighs> I'd never, 10 years later, I've never understood why it has to be all of them. And they said, Jack, I said, all of you, uh, we're going to have to bring him too. And then <gasps> zooms out and uh, 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 it was Locke in the coffin. It's Jeremy uh, Bentham. Locke is dead. Jeremy Bentham is Locke. Um, which I guess that's a decent kind of brings it full circle from season three finale. Um, answers that question. And they did actually film three versions of this. There's a you can watch the videos. There's one with Sawyer in the coffin, and there's one in Desmond in the coffin, huh. um, just to avoid spoilers. Really? Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not to take away from that, but like Sawyer, maybe. But do we get Desmond. shocked at Desmond? <laughs> like not Desmond. <laughs> 
I love Desmond, but the way they're talking about Jeremy Bentham, if it turned out it was Desmond, you're like, oh, Should really? Should have been Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling her Jeremy Bentham when you know her name is... Don't say Claire. You would have been like, yes! <laughs> uh... I've never got when he says we're going to have to bring him too. It has to be all of you. But they don't have to bring Aaron. Hmm. Um, well, and why like, is he if part you have of the Oceanic Six and yet he can't be part of that crew? Yeah, that's a good point. Aaron was on... I mean, I don't want to get into at what point does a human become a human, but Aaron was... She was nine months pregnant, so... He was on that plane too. So if you have to bring back everyone, then I feel like Bring back Deadlock. You also got to bring back Alive Aaron. <laughs> well, he's about three by now, isn't he? Because isn't this like three years later or something like that? Two years later. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what do you make of the final kind of reveal? Um, it's really well shot between Ben and Jack here, but yeah, the big reveal that Locke is dead. Great acting by Matthew Fox. Um, here, uh, I think we need to give some props to him because I think he does really, really well, particularly kind of like the moments when he's by himself, when he first sort of goes to the the coffin. Um, and just, you know, we talk about so much how Michael Emerson has chemistry with anyone. He's always great with Locke and everything. But just, yeah, like just this moment between the two of them is fantastic. I, I try to remember how I felt when I first saw this, because, you know, it is a big shock. But, I mean, it's not quite, again, like last season's shock of like, oh, my God, you know, there's a flash forward and Charlie's dead and all this sort of stuff. It's... It's still a shock because at the end of the day, like, oh my god, Locke's dead. But I don't know if it has the same. I, I believe. It. Yeah, I, I, I think I was that way too. But like, it's we've already seen Jin die this episode. We already knew Jin was going to die. <laughs> we only, we already know six of them get off the island. So kind of like everybody else's fate is open to interpretation right now, isn't it? So I don't know if it's it's got that level of shock that maybe it's meant to because you know we know he's not off the island anyway. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's like a big thing. Like, oh my God, like, how did Locke get in there? Like, why is he Jeremy Bentham? I need to tune in to next season. Like, there's definitely enough there leaving it open for you to tune in next time around. But, uh, yeah, I think, again, this is one of those things I think, to me, plays better in a chronologically Lost than it does ultimately in this version of Lost. I guess one thing that maybe could have worked as well if they had somehow managed to, like, bring up the coffin a bit more during the season, because it is a bit like... Oh, it was in the season three finale and it's in the season four finale. But we kind of like forget about it. Like it's not like, oh, we've been thinking all season it's not one of those season long like mysteries that the whole world is talking. We kind of just forget about oh yeah, there was this coffin thing. Oh, it's locked. Uh there there was no kind of like build up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Because it's I mean, you just the few name drops of Jeremy Bentham and that, because yeah, like, yeah, as you said, like the coffin's there at the beginning and then it's there at the end. So, um, yeah. I don't know. How does a Sawyer ending work as well? <laughs> like, <gasps> Sawyer. Cause again, we sort of jump out of a yeah. helicopter. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make the fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's just Sawyer, but he's all like broken up and like, uh, like all, <laughs> broken arms and like no face um yeah even Sawyer doesn't have quite the punch uh to be honest it could only really be Locke that would be I mean Aaron that would be pretty dark um um, 
Yeah, I don't know who else could have that impact other than Locke, really. Yeah. I mean, it could have been Kate at the funeral home, and we could have had no Jack, and it could have been Jack. Like, that would have been like a... <gasps> it, you know what it should have been? It should have been Boone. <laughs> How did Boone get they, back? They found his body. <laughs> it's Boone. <laughs> I would have I mean, that. Christian, that could have been a bit shocking. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, Tom. Tom. <laughs> We've already Joanna. mentioned MC Gate. <laughs> Now's your chance to finally rescue her, Jack. Yes, Boone couldn't do I it. I mean, Jack does give CPR this episode. Because so. Boone couldn't rescue her. Sorry. <laughs> never gets old. Uh, so that's the end of the episode, although we still have to talk about the island. But yeah, these flash forwards, I feel like, are not as engaging as the first two episodes, like the press conference and the party and all that. But it's pretty much all just set up for season five. And actually, I really, I quite like the modern day, because now it's no longer flash forwards. When we come back for season five, it will just be the present day. And there's a lot of episodes that take place just in this time zone. And I actually quite like these episodes of Lost that are like the off-island present day episodes in the first half of season five so it gets me it gets me amped up for that I, I i agree i like them too um so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry glad. that my opinion's funny um i just won't say anything <laughs> i was just i was thinking you might enlighten us with something but i agree um so we'll move back onto the island, and yeah, pretty much everything now is real time, and it's all just go, 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 go. Um, so we start back up with the chopper, and they can't find the freighter. They've only got four to five minutes left, unless somebody else wants to jump. Throw Aaron out. <laughs> um, he'll live. Uh and Hurley spots the boat, so they're going to go. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Locke trying to keep Kimi alive. Uh, you realise what you've done? Well, maybe you'll make better decisions when you're the leader, Locke. Um, I, I like Locke trying to keep Kimi alive. Like, come on, stay with me, stay with me. Damn it, Kimi! Um, no, I can't lose <laughs> don't you! Don't go! <laughs> and then uh, 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 the light switches off. Uh so I guess we should just give a few words. We've already talked about him in this finale quite a bit, but do you have any final words on, I like to call him the mini boss of loss, uh, mini boss, Martin Kimi. Um, he went too young. We knew him so little, but he left a place in our heart. Um, I No, I, I've always liked Kimi. I think he's great. Like for someone who I guess on the grand scheme of things doesn't hold a, super ultimate importance i guess in the, in the overall scheme of things um and doesn't have as much sort of ultimate screen time as maybe we would like him to i mean he leaves a pretty darn good presence on the show um so yeah i like him i mean he's just he's just one of those villains that kind of you can't sympathize with you you can't you know like he's evil to the core and he also feels very unstoppable as well. So kind of, yeah, I think he's got a good mixture of everything. And I think I said it before, I'm going to say it again. This guy looks so much like Elon Musk. So um, if they ever do an Elon Musk biopic. Get, TV movie. Yeah, get get this guy to play him because he really does look like him. 
Um, of course, Kimi will come back in the flesh sideways. Uh, Kiwi makes good eggs. We'll see. Um, <laughs> there's actually not a lot of good trivia for him. Um, he is one of only eight characters to have his name in a soundtrack. Oh, uh, and he really only met not many, not many of the main characters. Uh, yeah, there's there's really not a lot. Uh, last words: wherever you go, Widmore will find you. Um, Kimi, John Kimi was a family friend of Carlton Coos who coached Carlton's son, Connor, in baseball. Um, John and his son, Christian, still gather at the Coos. God, it's very specific about <laughs> the hell. They watch yoga, they watch movies, do yoga, and have an occasional party. Wow. And the sons now play high school basketball together. And are soon to oh, be weird. very specific. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, Kiwi, he died on the 30th of December, 2004. Uh, Banner of Death, stabbed by Ben. Uh, he was in 12 episodes. Uh, he's from Las Vegas. He's a mercenary. Um, and let's just see about some theories. Uh, a genuinely experienced mercenary would not have killed Alex so quickly. Because that way he would have lost his leverage. Okay. <laughs> Better it would have been to shoot her someplace non-lethal. <laughs> which would have increased the pressure on Ben. How is this a theory? This is just criticising. <laughs> they need a page criticism. Are they, um, are, they, are they mercenaries themselves? Like, is this kind of what they do in their spare time? Like, going to Lostpedia? Oh, <laughs> mercenary! Wow, this is not this is not giving Al's mercenaries a good name. Um, yeah, for, for a character in twelve episodes, there's actually not a lot for Kimi on his page. But yeah, I think he's a good he's a good mini boss in Lost. I I think he he does his role really well. Uh, but one season is enough. We don't need him like Ben when now he's in the entire rest of the show. But we can look forward to him coming back in the the Flash Sideways. Um, so Kimi dies, which the light switches off, and oh, oh no! They have five minutes. Uh, Michael's like, "You guys have got to leave," and then Desmond's like, "Okay," runs out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, Desmond's not waiting around. Like, See oh, I love Desmond. Okay, think bye. Uh, <laughs> I don't get why Jin stays though. Like, there's no reason for Jin to be staying. Um, but they're still trying to call the bomb. It's getting really tense at this point. And Michael, like, Jin, you're a father now. You've got to go. So giving Mike, giving Jin the pep talk. Because, again, it's, it all comes down to this ongoing storyline between Jin and Son. And, like, finally. <laughs> like, do you think this is just, like, Carlton Cuse and all that kind of thought? Like, oh, the audience is going to be so in love with this triangle and the fact that Michael will sacrifice himself <laughs> just so that Jin and Son can finally end up together. The like, resolution of the big was, love triangle. It was over in five seconds, mate. Like, we, we don't even care about this. <laughs> uh, so, Jin leaves, and Desmond, meanwhile, is out saying, don't land, don't land, there's a bomb. Who is it that says, did he say bomb? <laughs> like, well, we have to land. Um, so then, uh, they're all there, they're trying to call it, Jin leaves, and then uh, Sun's going to go and find... Uh, Jin, but Kate, God forbid Kate let somebody else do something for once. <laughs> no, I'm going to find Jin. 
<laughs> it's her husband. She, Jin doesn't speak English. Like, let, let Sun go. Uh, no, you take the baby. I'm going to find Jin. And then Dick Jack moment. Kate, we have to go. It makes her leave just just as she told Sun she was going to go and find Jin. Um, <laughs> so the Oceanic Six get in the chopper with Desmond. And I have to ask, where is everyone else on this boat? Like, why is it just the Oceanic Six? There was a whole crew on this boat. They're all, like, just hanging out the front for another helicopter or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I have to, like, where is everyone? Why aren't they, like, let me in, let me in. Uh, so uh, Frank takes the decision to uh, uh, to leave without Jin. Uh, with Sun, no, we have to go back, we have to go back, and Jin, Jin's left, uh, and Michael hears whispers, and then up, pop, up, pops, uh, up pops Christian, you can go now, Michael, and <laughs> Freighter explodes. We have a really piercing shriek from Sun, oh, a really good great. job from Jin Jin He's brilliant um, there. It, yeah, really good. Uh, that scream, oh my god. Um, Sun's saying, we have to go back and f- we can still find him. Uh, what are they going to like, hover above the water? I just I just want Lapidus to be like, okay. And then as they hover around and go, okay, there's an arm, there's a leg, there's an Omar. No, no, there, then that's black, that's white. What, is that um, Regina? No, that one's a woman. Um, oh, I'm not seeing any gin, son. Um, maybe he's alive. Just never know. Okay, let's go. Uh, yeah, but that shrieking is great. And then it's just this whole episode, you have to think it's just so terrifying for the people involved in this. Like, this has to be the most scary time of their life. Uh, and the most devastating thing is Jack tells Frank, fly us back to the island. How crushing that must have been that that boat exploded, Jin's just died, and we're going to have to fly back to the island. Um, Can I just, just yeah. really quickly, talking about how you, know, you don't believe that um, Locke is really dead. I never believed that Jin was really dead. Uh, there was just something part never of me. For was, a yeah, I'm kind of like, nah, he's not dead. Because, like... It doesn't. It feels too, just like flash in the pan for someone like Jin to die. Like, yeah, it doesn't from, play enough. Because I mean, it's we 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 talk about zombie Saeed, but even Saeed's death, as cliche as it is, to have an Arab character go out in a suicide bomb, it's it's also, it's very flat. I feel because I mean, obviously we've got a bigger death scene to happen just after that. <laughs> but like, I, I kind of always have. I'm a bit annoyed that a major character like Saeed's death is just kind of one. Boom, it's done with. Whereas, yeah, this is kind of, yeah. I feel like if they just killed Jin off here, that's what it would have been like here. Because I feel Jin, yeah, thoroughly deserves a much bigger send-off than this would have been. So, yeah, I never believed it. I never believed it for a second. But um, they did do a good job of keeping him out of, like, the promo p- pictures and everything for next season. Which I, I appreciate the effort. Um, was Claire kept out of them? Yeah. Well, she was in the season, so... Uh, yeah, so Jin's dead, uh, but it's still a great scene, even if we don't believe it. Uh, but the other one is, I guess we we need to eulogize Michael, and mm, that's true. It's, it seems weird to think because he's almost like a second thought in this season. It's almost weird to think even Michael came back. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I appreciate they brought Michael back rather than just ignoring his character forever. Uh, and what more could you do, really, with a character who's killed two main characters in cold blood? Um, that I think the way they brought Michael back, none of it felt messy. It all felt very like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess he could never fully redeem himself, but I think the way he goes out is it was the biggest redemption they possibly could have had for his character, I think. And I'm, I'm glad that he did get some sort of, we won't go over, but we did talk a few episodes ago about just how tragic this man's life is. And then he blows up. Um, but I think it's the most kind of redemptive redemption kind of thing he could have had. Um, but I do feel maybe the writer's strike and this season getting a few episodes cut maybe hurt Michael's storyline quite a bit because it really is like he's there in Meet Kevin Johnson, then he's got a couple of episodes, and then there's his finale, and then he blows up. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it, it's just how can we sympathize with a character who shot to two other survivors like it's hard to really be like well that's sad um but i think the way they did everything with michael it works yeah i mean you make a good point how can you sympathize but at the same time i think meet kevin johnson did show case i mean i think michael is just such a unique character on this show because he had such a shitty life and just kind of i think it's a great portrayal of the fact that one simple moment in a person's life can just fuck you up completely. Like just with the, with the firing of two bullets, this guy's life just went even worse and kind of on the grand scheme of things, like he did this for the pure aspect of getting his son back. So like in his mind, he was desperate. He, this is all he could do. So I think kind of, if you look on the big picture of him as a, as an arc, like you can maybe think of it a little bit differently, but, but then at the same time, you, you know, you could have done whatever you could to try and not murder two people. Um, admittedly, he only wanted to kill one of them and accidentally killed the second one. But, yeah. But, look, I, I, I've always liked Michael. Uh, I always was glad they brought him back. Um, because I think, yeah, as we kind of talk, like, what, how would have we been if we're just like, oh, cool, Michael went off and lived happily ever after with Walt. You know, the end. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we kind of got him and I mean kind of going back to what I was just saying before about how like it would have felt a bit flat to have Jin just go out that way but I mean it's it's kind of you get that last little moment with Michael with Christian which kind of I think is enough to kind of just yeah see you later bye um and we don't do we ever see him again we don't ever see him again do we yeah he's in a couple of episodes of season six is he oh okay can't remember that um but yeah so look I I've always liked his character I I I think at the end of the day it's the perfect way to get Get him out. Like, that's... What more could have you done? I don't think he was ever going to be redeemed. Um, you know, clearly... It's okay, it's okay to have tragic characters in TV shows. I don't think that, like... I like it when a TV show or a movie isn't afraid to, to portray someone like this because life doesn't always have a happy ending. It's it's really that simple. I'm not trying to be so over-the-top philosophical here, but this is, this is life. Sometimes people have just a shitty, tragic life and this is what happens to them and there's nothing to redeem them. So... Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I think it works, and yeah. 
maybe not a top ten character to me, but I've always liked Michael. I liked him in season one. <laughs> his his life just gets more and more tragic because he'll come back in season six as a ghost who's who tells oh, that's that right. He's yeah, he's like a whisper and he isn't can't he? move on. Yeah, so that's right. On the island for okay. the rest of his I do remember eternity. that. Now. Yep. <laughs> so you, just when you think his life can't get any more tragic, we'll see it gets even worse. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, it's not, and then the other thing is the a potential plot hole here because we later learn that the man in black can't go over water. So then we have to think: Well, is this Christian the man in black when he says you can go now, or do you think this is like the Christian in the church who's uh, like crossing over from the dead side, who's Christian saying, "All right, Jesus. come and join." He is a bit Jesus-like. Uh, I, I like to think it is the dead Christian who's uh, now saying, well, you can come over to the Flash Sideways world uh, and not the man in black, but maybe it's just a plot hole. It, had, it hadn't been established at this point that the man in black can't go over water, so maybe it's just one of these like Luke and Leia kissing moments where they just hadn't thought of that yet, and then in retrospect it's kind of it's a bit awkward when you when you see it. Yeah. Um, so Michael, there's not a lot of super interesting stuff. He was in 49 episodes. Uh, uh, he, he did not return to main character status in the end, but most other characters did. Um, my, uh, Michael was the first character to rejoin the main cast after having left the show. He's the only one of the 14 original cast members to not appear in season three. So even even Boone did. Um, Boone! Walt, Rose, Bernard, and Frank and Michael all hail from some part of New York. So he's one of the few that wasn't from LA out of the Americans. Um, Sounds like a he's season the survivor. Main, he's the only main character in season four who didn't set foot on the island. Okay. Um he killed, he's one of only three survivors to kill another survivor. He's the ninth, the main character overall to be killed. Uh, and the only people in season four who saw him was Sage and Son, Desmond. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Michael. Uh, all around, not the most memorable character in Lost, but a fitting fitting end for his story, I think. Yeah, uh, I agree. And what was um, Mr. Perignon, Perino, however you say his name is? Um, he's been in a few other things. What have I seen him in? Um, I'm trying the to Matrix. Think. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, no, he was yeah, definitely in those. Yep, that's what I was thinking of. I knew he was in something quite famous. I think but, he's um, in everything. Because um, he replaced the, um, oh, the African-American dude who was in... The original didn't want to return for number two and three, so that he plays his brother. Basically, was it Clink, Clink, or because he's Link, but isn't seriously the guy, the guy in the first one called like Clank or Clink or something <laughs> like that? Um, he apparently was in the uh, Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet. I think we had to watch that a hundred times in school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mercutio. Uh, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Seen that? Um, I'm not. Yeah, he's been in a bit of everything. Uh, he was in I'm Not Here. Uh, what was that one? That one was fairly new. 
Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I've always liked him. I think he's good. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Uh, kind of one that I feel we didn't give as much credit for as maybe we, you know, should. Um, there's a lot of people, obviously, in the show that should get a lot more credit for their acting, but um, he's yeah, and he's on um, Twitter, and I think he every now and then will be posting things about Lost, so he's kind of one that plays up for a little bit. And the guy mm-hmm. is nearly sixty years old in real life, people. He's fifty six. Really? He looks incredible. So oh. doesn't age. Good on you, Harold. Wasn't he also in one of the music videos for Walt's band? Yeah, uh, it was I think it was their first one. I think it was the Let's Get It On and Yeah, the, the their first big hit. And so like he's walking down the street and he bumps into uh, Walt, and basically they kind of share this look and they kind of shake each other's head as if so like Who are you? Oh, okay, and they just keep walking. So yep. It's weird to think we've interviewed Malcolm David Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the most memorable one. I was still, like, it's it's interesting sometimes when I forget, because like, with all the Third Watch stuff that I do, like, I always remember who I've interviewed with Third Watch, but then whenever I get this, like, I'll get there, I'm like, we've interviewed Nadia, you know? We've interviewed <laughs> Penny. Like, you weren't on the Penny one, but, like, Penny and, and MC Ganey and um, Ethan and... Um, uh, arts and all that sort of stuff. These people that we've actually spoken to. So it's been a while. We need to do another push, I think, for interviews because I think we've kind of let it lapse the lost ones. Uh, so I think there was a couple that we actually were on sort of the cusp of. But we kind we of... get Randy Dishon? Yeah. <laughs> the very first one that you reached out to. He's still sitting on his computer waiting, Noah. It's been two years. Reply to your message. Oh. <laughs> We should. Um, I think we will. I think I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll do a push because, yeah, we, in all fairness, we actually were quite close to getting a couple. And it, there was at least two b- really big names who weren't a no. They were just a, hey, not right now, contact us in the future. <laughs> so, um, yeah, even, even like, not that we'd get J.J. Abrams right now, but um, even J.J. Abrams people weren't, like, a flat-out no. They were just kind of like, hey, just, like, at the moment, it's a really bad time. You know, he's very busy, but, uh, yeah, feel free to check in in the future. So, I mean... I wonder if JJ would just be like, oh, fuck, I'm so sick of Star Wars. Oh, someone wants to talk about Lost. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would be good. So stay tuned for our Emily DeRaven. I'm going to push. I'm going to (laughs) push so hard to get Emily DeRaven on the show. That's my new goal in life. Emily DeRaven interview on the Oz Network. I just, it is very weird to think I've been watching this show since 2004, since I was a, a young kid. And I've interviewed the the boy that played Walt. Um, <laughs> who would have ever thought? Uh, so, yeah, rest in peace, Michael. And moving back is now we've got Locke who's angry at Ben for killing everyone pretty much. Um, and then we have a nice little scene that this is pretty much like a, a, cliff, a teaser for next season. Uh, Juliet just on the beach, like, oh, well... Everything's gone to shit. I love this scene. <laughs> Drink this rum. <laughs> and then Sawyer, like, my God, he was pretty far out. Like, how long has he been swimming for? He's like, Olympic swimmer. Like, my God, that Shirtless must have been tired. Lost his shirt. Of course yeah. he has. <laughs> uh, so Sawyer swims ashore. And, like, what are you celebrating? We're not celebrating. And they look out, and you can see the boat going down. So he sits down, and this is one of the first scenes, not the the first, but one of the first Juliet Sawyer scenes, really. Uh, 
and it's definitely a teaser for next season. But I, I love those two on the the beach, drinking the the rum, watching the boat go down, the ones left behind. Although at this point, they probably thought they were the lucky ones. But it's, yeah. it, it's a really nice scene, I think. I think it's one of my favourite just random scenes in this episode because I think both Elizabeth Mitchell and, and Josh Holloway, just the way they handle this, because like you kind of, as you said, you've got like this moment with Juliet where she's just kind of like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to drink. So And like this is not something <laughs> you've seen from Juliet, so this is kind of new. And and again, like as with m- the majority of characters on the show, all of the characters on the show, they've got every reason to just be like, fuck it, I'm drinking. Like, you know, they've had so much of this in their life. But I really love when, like, Josh Holloway, just the way he handles this, because as you said, he's like this Olympic swimmer. He swam miles upon miles to just get out of the water, and he's still got the ability to be Sawyer and just be like, hey, hey, what are we drinking to? Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm climbing up the sand, like, <gasps> like, dying, and he's just still got the swagger and the charm, like... Uh, you know, Mallory often, like, she doesn't watch this, you know, religiously. She's going to watch it one day because she wants to. But, like, she'll see, like, Sawyer and it's like, oh, he's so attractive. And then we've got a friend <laughs> here who loves Lost and she's like, oh, I used to have a T-shirt that says, I want to get lost with Sawyer. So, like, you know, he's <laughs> the hunk that everybody loves. Wait until I get them on Team Boone, then we'll really be talking. But um, <laughs> just just him shirtless, like, just, look, this guy is just a good-looking guy. Just coming out of the water with this swagger and just still can drop a yeah. nice little one-lining charm to a lady. Like, <laughs> this is the type of guy we all want to be. Like, just, yeah. It's just, it's just a great little scene. But even, and also on that, when, yeah, like, Juliet's like, oh, I'm not celebrating, and just kind of just ushers the look. And just the, the facial expression of Josh Holloway, the way he kind of changes. Like, oh, it's just like, oh, no. such a great little scene. But he probably thinks, because he jumped out, he's like, well, I've lost my ticket home. Mm. He's probably thinking now, oh, I'm the lucky one. They're all dead. Yep. Um, yeah, but it, it's nice. Uh, next episode in the premiere, Damon and Carlton joke in their commentary that there's all this talk from Faraday about time travel that they put, they made Josh Holloway shirtless for the entire episode for the people who didn't understand. They could at least have something to look at. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, they've got a point after this episode. Uh, Sawyer is the the man that all the ladies want to be with and all the men want to be with. <laughs> yeah. Again, you don't, you know, it doesn't matter your sexuality. You just you just want to be with Josh Holloway. Yeah. <laughs> In a bear cage. <laughs> <laughs> with fish biscuits laid out having a nickname how you going pudding <laughs> well fancy a fish biscuit <laughs> uh, so yeah it's a nice little touching scene I think that's the swan song for Sawyer and Juliet in this episode I don't believe we see them again I think we get a little flash of them don't we when we see the flash like there's like a maybe a oh, yeah. second reaction scene of them going Argh. um and then we're, we're back with Ben and Locke. And props to the set design people for this season as well, because this station is really good. Um, ben puts the jacket on that we see in the shape of things to come. And I love how these two episodes are now kind of, ah, like he's literally about to wake up in the desert in 10 minutes from now. Mm. Uh, and then whoever moves the island can never come back. I hate Lost where they come up with these, like... They they bring up all these different things, but they never like live up to. And maybe we can argue, well, that's just a fake rule that Jacob made up. But 
there's just all these things like all all the six have to come back. It's like why why can the person who moves the island never come back? It's not necessarily an unanswered question. It's more just like why did they even mention that? Um, and then basically Locke's going to be the new leader of the others. And then Michael Emerson is so good. Sorry, I made your life so miserable. Mm. Um, Which so he's going. Sorry, just, it just it even holds even more meaning that he can say that, and then ultimately him and Locke <laughs> are going to meet again, and he's going to have a bit more of a say in Locke's life ultimately. So, like, just oh, Ben Linus, just Ben Linus at his absolute peak. Like at, at this moment, you're kind of like, oh, he's got a heart, but like he's got to <laughs> like, what's he going to do to Locke next season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... But then Locke's leaving, and Ben, you can tell he's getting quite emotional because he's leaving the island. Uh, and then Locke leaves the station, and he goes and he finds the camp of others, and Richard's there, and Richard t- says to him, welcome home. And actually, I really like this kind of plotline of Locke's going to be the new leader of the others. I think it it's a logical progression with Locke's storyline of, mm-hmm. oh, that's probably what is going to happen next. But... Nothing really comes of this. I mean, he gets to hang out with them. Um, I love the reaction of the other the other others, who are just like, "Oh, it's Locke! Oh, sexy! Yeah. He grows weed! Ooh. <laughs> um, it just reminds me. Remember, like the earlier days when we'd always have the return of someone, like, "Oh my God, Michael's back! Michael's back!" Ah! Like everyone just got so excited. Like it's just Locke these, oh, Locke. Oh, do we see TV's Kimberly? Uh, Davies, Joseph, no. or which, whatever her name is, uh, at some point. No. Uh, she will come back, but not yet. No. Well, how have we not had her on the show? Haven't we talked about this before? Like, She'll come on. She, she's begging us to come on. We haven't tell her nothing. <laughs> not yet, Kimberly. Uh, it's not time. So I, I like this plot line, and it makes it seem like this is a setup for next season, but then we don't really see much of him with the others from this point forward. Um, but Locke probably could have been a good leader because he probably could have bridged the gap between the others and the survivors and made them all live together, maybe. But And no anyway. one would tell him what to do. He'd get away with it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like that. But we'll see that soon those others will disappear through time. Um, and then we have Ben, who's walking like underground the station. I love just kind of the lore kind of world-building here. Of there's this like, frozen area under the station. It doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense, but I think it's just super cool. And you've got, like, writing on the wall, you've got the lantern. It, ju- it just feels like people have been here before and that we're stepping into this world that that has existed for a century. I agree, yes. And I just, <laughs> I, I'm giving my great insight again. I also just... Can I just point out how much I love Richard again? Just... Just, oh, yeah, he's great. Just the eyeliner. Uh, but, um, but just, I, I'm so I'm so glad that we get, like, a Richard episode and that we just, you know, because there is yeah. just something about the, his screen presence as well, I think, that we haven't really talked too much about that, um, you know, I appreciate. Good old Nesta. I'd like to nest he's up great. with Nesta. We'll see him a lot next season. So. He'd, he'd be someone we could get on the show. we get everyone. We're the Oz Network. We, we, <laughs> we got Walt. <laughs> Um, yeah so Ben he's underground 
uh, and we see the frozen donkey wheel. Um, this this is where Lost, like from this point on, there was no going back. This is the biggest like really moment of Lost, which. I mean, I had faith in the writers at the time that I was on board, but if people got off board at this point, I can kind of understand it. Um, but it's really emotional. He says, I hope you're happy now, Jacob. And the music is so great. And Ben starts to push the fro- frozen donkey wheel. And Michael Emerson is just a genius. The music is great. we got a tear down his, his eye. Uh, mm. And we see this kind of glowing light. I hope you're happy now, Jacob. And and then we have like a purple sky again, um, and psh, the island has oh. been moved. Which I don't mind the moving of the island. I just don't like the shot of like the after ripples. That's <laughs> never looked good to me. Is it? Um, but to, to jump in again, is it the opening of the next season or the season after where you see the island underwater? Season six. Season six, okay. I, I knew there was a scene of that. I just always imagined the island just dropping to the bottom of the ocean here. <laughs> uh, but it's such an emotional moment. It's pretty epic uh, when he's moving the wheel. But, yeah, when the island act, when we actually see the island move, <laughs> that's when it does get a bit like, oh, really? It's It's definitely, like, I think you're 100% right. Like, all the doubters, all the people who by this point had gone like, oh, it's, I think even my dad was one of these people, but he didn't really care, I think, at that point, where it's just like, what the hell is happening with this show? Like, <laughs> you literally... Like, we talked about this the other week when it was, you're going to have to move the island, and that, that's a literal what-the-fuck moment, and now <laughs> it actually happens. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I don't remember a feeling of anything when I saw this. Like, there have definitely been TV shows where I have watched it to a certain point. I'm like, okay, nah, nah, I'm done. Can't, I can't deal with this anymore. And not really because of a moment. It's just you keep, because I don't like to give up on things. So you kind of keep just watching and eventually you get to the point like, nah, I'm so tired of this show. I can't watch it anymore. Like, they're still under the dome, for fuck's sake. Like, just get out already. Um, they're still walking with the dead. Yeah, they're broken out from prison. Why are they still, like, why is this show a thing? But I still wanted to stick with this because I think it fascinated me. Like, I was obviously hooked enough. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what? Yeah, because you think, where are they going to go with this? But I think what I think what Lost has in its favour, though, uh, is the flash forwards because we obviously know that they get off the island. We yeah. know. We've just had, you know, we've seen them. So I think kind of that way. If this just never did flashbacks or flash forwards and it was just purely its own beast on the island then yeah, probably it wouldn't have worked. And you'd be like, huh? Whereas you've got it in that favour. So I think another one of these things where, sure, you can understand why viewers were a bit confused and thought it was dumb and, oh, they never had any answers and this is so stupid. But isolate that to realise the smaller things that brought you back was because you know they're off. You know there's clearly more storyline and I think, again, yeah. as I always try to defend Lost when I tell people that, oh, I'm doing a Lost podcast. Oh, that show was dumb. It didn't make sense. Like, rewatch it. Because, again, this show does pay to watch closely in isolation where it does make so much sense. Whereas if you've got these weak gaps, if you've got, like, three months off in between seasons or five, whatever it is, you know, it, it can get a little bit skew-if. So, um, 
The kids these days are just so impatient. They get a whole season in one day. Good for them. Like, <laughs> we had to wait. The luxury. Know, four or five months between seasons. Yeah, God, the excruciating wait between lost seasons were just mm. painful. Um, yeah, and I like... Uh, uh, for the first four seasons or three seasons, they had nicknames for like their final top secret scenes. Like we have to go back. I think that nickname was like the snake in the mailbox hmm. or something like that. They all had nicknames so they could disguise what was actually happening in the scene. The nickname for this scene, the frozen donkey will. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous that they didn't have to even because they thought, well, no one's going to think that's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, but I do think that like, the setting is really well done and like you really feel like you've stepped into a world that's existed here for years um, and that bends like, just everything about the setting and uh, the, the wheel you're intrigued about. Like, well, what the hell is this? Which I think, like, we talked a lot about during season one, little moments which kind of do tie into it. And, like, you know, the very first episode, the whole good versus evil, you know, the black and the white, kind of like the way they can tie that into the ultimate thing with Jacob and the man in black. But it's just, yeah, like, little things that you said, like, this has always been here. Like, I, I think we've talked about it before, how I often realise there's somewhere on this island there's, like, a golden hole, like, with a plug in it, basically. <laughs> like, there's, you know, that's, that's down a stream to the left. Like, there it is. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's just, it is kind of one of these world things where the more you get revealed and then the more you can watch this, it just it makes it... And again, like, I always hark on about chronologically lost, but it, it does make it a different viewing perspective as well when you see these things before moments like this and you're aware of these things that are there. And then he, in chronologically lost, he's going to wake up in the desert in 2005, right? Yeah. Right oh, away. Yep. And it ties in so well with the shape of things to come flashback, I think, with the jacket and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we even see the like the rip when he falls down the ladder. Um, Michael Emerson's a genius. <laughs> oh, this guy, just should he be? Yeah. Come on, people! So the island moved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh god, I I don't mind it, but it's just this show has gone so far, and I I say that with a little bit of love, but it is just gone so far. Um, but I think the other thing that helped is we knew an end date at this point. It wasn't like if, you know, Under the Dome was on its seventh season and then they moved the dome. At, still Under the Dome! <laughs> and then the dome moves and they, they don't know, we don't have an end date. So we're like, well, I'm stopping. Uh, but we knew the end date for this show. So I think that gave a lot of people like, well, two more years and then it's done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the chopper sees the island moved and Jack's saying, well, fly to Hydra Island. And so I don't know if you've got eyes, but there's nothing around us. It's just water, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then the chopper, well, we're going down. I think this is really well done, how we just hear, like, the whoosh, whoosh, yeah. like, slowing down. And like, oh, no, <laughs> we're about to crash into the ocean. Another yeah. crash. And the way that chopper flips. Yes. <laughs> They're so dead. Aaron is so dead. A baby survives that. <laughs> Except for Desmond floating in the ocean upside down. 
I do like say like Desmond throw me the right life raft and they like throw it out, but they're already so high up that yeah. by the time they've landed, the life raft would have been miles away. Yeah, I I thought that. I'm like they're a long way away from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the way that flips, like my god, <laughs> that's like a four three sixty flip when it hits the ocean. They're inside they wearing, that chop. Are, are they all wearing seatbelts? I don't think they've got seatbelts on. <laughs> um, but they do have life uh, They do have uh, life jackets on. So. Um, yeah, so somehow Aaron survives. <laughs> but poor old Desmond. Uh, and then our hero Jack coming and giving him a CPR on Desmond. Do you think they were trying to play up like Because we, we never saw Desmond in a flash forward, and this is a finale. Do you think they were trying to build up like, ooh, is Desmond going to die? Yeah, I reckon. Doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're on the life raft in the middle of the ocean. now. Well, shit, there's no island. There's no chopper. We're probably going to die out here. And can I just say, from the moment the freighter blew up till the end of this episode, I feel like people are not comforting the widow that has just witnessed her husband die enough yeah, I, I'd, I'd be there because even like I was just after the, um, she's still crying like a few minutes later after the boat. They're like, we're gonna go back, we're gonna go back. It's like, shut Forget up, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like people are not comforting her at all during this episode. Yeah, uh, son. But uh, late at night. That's why she turned into a badass. She can't yeah. trust anyone now. Fuck you. Um, well, doesn't doesn't Jack say but, like at that bit of the coffin, like you know, they your son still blames me for Jin's death. Yeah, which bit unfair, but um, well, he should have comforted her. He's a doctor. <laughs> uh, Jack has a terrible bedside matter. We've learned that. Um, later at night on the raft, I, I love this scene so much when Hurley says, "I can't believe that Locke actually moved the island." <laughs> Jack, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Hurley's just saying, well, we saw that the island is no longer here, so unless you've got some other magical explanation, I'm going to say, yeah, he did move the island. <laughs> Jack's so so mad. Jack's a flat earther. <laughs> He's just so upset that somebody else actually did something. And then they see the boat. Oh, my God, the boat. This is where MC Gainey pops up. We're going to yes. have to take the boy. Exactly. I was thinking that. Or it's just, it's, De- they can't find Desmond's body, but there's Desmond drunk on a boat again. Like. <laughs> uh, and then Jack, this is where he's saying, oh, we're going to have to lie. Uh, we have to lie. Uh, and then what does Frank say? Like, well, I don't know about you, but isn't this the moment when we jump up and down and cheer? <laughs> and Jack's, uh, no, we have to lie about everything. And then when the boat pops up, we hear Portuguese. And how's this for subtle, subtle, like, continuity? And I feel like this is not appreciated enough. One of the guys on the boat, they they never mention it. They never show, like, a big shot of him. One of them is the same exact actor from the the Portuguese guys in the station at the end of season two who get the call to Penny. 
they went to the effort of getting one of the guys back to be on this boat. Wow. But they never mention her. It's just he's there in the background, and if, unless you're paying close attention, you would never. Only a show like Lost does that kind of thing. I didn't even know that. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just blows my mind that they actually went to the, that kind of effort and it just makes the show all that stronger i think uh but we hear miss woodball and then we see oh, it's penny um tv's penny <laughs> uh and this is where desmond and penny after two oh. three years finally reunite and it's I so cry. touching i cried yeah i love you penny uh it's so touching they finally reunite she's finally found him and he's been on this island for two years he's finally made it off they've they've been rescued because what makes it so emotional is we know the oceanic six get off but we didn't know desmond's fate we didn't know what happens to him in the future so i think had there been a desmond flash forward this wouldn't have been as so touching but Mm. because we didn't know what happened it just makes for such an emotional moment i agree um yeah no as i said i cried it's i mean they always cry with these two like it's just oh, the best the best love story in this whole show by far one of the best i've ever seen on television and it just it just works it's just so believable and um yeah i agree with you it's a good point actually about how you never get that flash forward so you never know the fate so it just it just adds to it even more so yeah so i want i want somebody to be like penny's boat Penny's boat. <laughs> it is Penny's boat. <laughs> it is Penny's boat. Charlie just like force goes Charlie. It is Penny's <laughs> boat. Uh, it's such a nice moment, but Jack is such a goddamn party pooper. <laughs> like, oh, this is Kate. This is Saeed, Hurley, Aaron. This is Jack. It's nice to meet you, Penny, but we need to talk. <laughs> God damn it. Like, really? I, lo- I love, I love that it's um. This is Aaron. His head's fallen off. We need some sticky tape for it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is Aaron. He didn't make it. <laughs> you dead baby floating in the water. Oh, uh, and then we get a very unique thing for Lost that we I don't think we ever really see. Well, we see a couple of times, but we get a one week later, which is mm. very unique for Lost. And this is in the trivia, but this is. Now, at this point, the first time that we've ever jumped forward in the main present-day timeline. Like, this is not really a flash-forward. This is just a week later. But up until this point, every single day on the island we've seen since they first arrived, this is the first time we've ever, like, jumped forward from the main main timeline. What happens on that boat for a week? Like, Desmond <laughs> and Penny are just doing it for a week. So, like, Jack, Jack and everyone are like, oh, my God, shut up. Um, they celebrate New Year's Eve because clearly isn't this rescued yeah. on New Year's Day or uh, the day before New Year's Eve? So I think um, it looks like it's probably the night of the yeah. So by this point, it probably was New Year's Eve. Yeah, like I just, I just, I want to know what's happening uh, at that point on the boat. That there's your spin-off again. What happened on the boat? We do see a few scenes, flashbacks next season to what happened on the boat, but not much. Um. Yeah, so they're sailing to Membata, and I love how this flash, in one single episode, we've come full circle to now we're literally days before that press conference that we saw, Mm. which at that point we're like, well, that's a flash forward, that happens in the future, but now we've pretty much come around to, that's pretty much now. Um, And then, yeah, they're getting ready, they're going to say they're going to get in that boat and they're going to paddle to 
to Mambata. So they're saying goodbye to Desmond and Penny. And I love Jack to Frank. Uh, hope we never see each other again. Um, and then, oh my God, Wimpy. I hate Jack in this episode so much. Oh, not that <laughs> this bad. might be. This might be the wimpiest Jack moment we've ever had, although that's saying a lot. Uh, when he's talking to Desmond and make sure Wibor never finds you, and I'll see you in another life, brother. Oh, I don't so... mind that. That's not that bad. Oh, it's so cringy. Uh, and I like Jack. He says, all right, let's go home, uh, which is no. a cool line. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm going to stay. <laughs> Um, and they get in the boat, and it's kind of cool that we actually see them arrive in Membata. Like these are the first like off-island people they've met. These are just normal civilians, and they finally got off. And it's I think it's kind of really cool. We see them wash ashore in Fiji. Um, uh, so that's the end of the kind of present day. The one thing watching this episode, I was thinking about, and. It, I've, I've seen this episode so many times. I never thought about this. Watching it back, why the hell did Desmond and Penny not take Aaron? <laughs> it it would solve all sorts of like questions at the press conference of why is Aaron here. It would solve all sorts of drama for Kate and for Jack, and uh, it would mean they're not sailing a baby to Fiji. Penny is rich, so even if Penny doesn't take care of her, she can put her into a, a good foster fa- into a good foster family, make sure he's safe. It's just so illogical for them to bring, because then they have to say, "Oh yeah, I was six months pregnant, gave birth on the." If they take Aaron, then they'll just assume Claire died in the plane crash and that the baby died with her. That's a good uh, point. I've never thought about this, but it's like it. There is literally no reason why those two wouldn't take Aaron. They don't even have to look after Aaron. It's just for the at least the meantime. Uh, Would yeah. um, is it just comes down to Kate being like, "No, it's my baby." But I guess also, <laughs> if Kate doesn't take Aaron, then Aaron's uh, then Kate's got no reason to go back to the island, does she? Yeah, I mean for the for the plot, yes, but <laughs> no, I, I do I do agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but do you like them kind of sailing into Membata and saying I, goodbye to Desmond Penny? Yeah, I think I mentioned that before, uh, that I love that we get to see all this and kind of, I just love this plan that they have. Uh, they've obviously come together and done this, done that, and it's sort of, you know, when we had the, the big reveal in the press conference about everything and then sort of we see this, you know, we see them kind of getting on this scungy-looking boat and floating around. And I love how they're all like, you know, if you sail this way, what do they say, like, oh, I'll take about eight hours to get to this. Now... I mean, they've they've lived on an island for 90-odd days, how long it's been, and they've been told how many times, oh, no, we can't be found if you go this way, oh, no, because this, that, and everything. I was like, would you trust this? Like, I, they're, they're so shaken up and <laughs> Eight PTSD. Eight hours is a long time. PTSD because of everything. <laughs> like, what if all of a sudden a freak storm hits them and they get blown back to the island or something like that? Like, I know there's a happy ending to this, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I do like it. I think it's great. And I, I do also like, yeah, just Desmond staying with Penny. But how does that get explained? Like, does anyone else care about Desmond in the real world? Like, where have you been for the last three years? You know, <laughs> rich Miss Widmore in the social pages of London. Like, oh, she's back with that Scottish army fellow. Wasn't he missing for three years? We know that Desmond has three brothers, so. <laughs> Brother. 
um, yeah, you'd think they'd maybe drop them off an hour from Membata, not eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> They've been through a lot. Um, but yeah, that that's the end. End of the episode. They're finally home. The Oceanic Six have got off the island. Lost the show about getting rescued. Well, it turns out season four, they're going to be finally rescued. Um, the end. The end. That's, I remember seriously thinking, though, that Desmond was out of the show. Or, mm, or at least I, I thought it was I a possibility. Too. Yeah. And I, was, I remember being quite upset. Because he's always been a big character, but he's never been, like, the big character. So it would have made sense that, well, Desmond's done now. Mm. Um, glad he wasn't, but... Yeah, Desmond's, um, de- no, he's dead in the coffin. <gasps> Shock. <laughs> yeah, so this is the last episode of the series to follow the continuous present-day narrative timeline that started with Pilot. Uh, what else? Julia is drinking a rum that's labelled Dharma Initiative rum. At the top is a plastic label identifying it as Mount Gay rum. Uh, in the French version, Sawyer says to... Uh, Kate in the helicopter, my daughter doesn't know who her father is. I want you to tell her. Uh, The audio call that's reversed to Kate says the island needs you. You have to go back before it's too late. Uh, This is the last episode Sun and Jin see each other until the last recruit in season six. Hmm. This begins the big storyline of, well, we're separated for two freaking seasons. Uh, and yeah, the Portuguese speaking crew members are same in the tracking station. Uh, production notes is the first time in season four, all the current cast members appear in the episode. Uh, some without speaking lines. So, and yeah, as I said, this episode was supposed to be just one, one episode, but they made it two. Uh, so then I guess next is questions and answers. I guess the big one is we know who's in the coffin now. Who is it? I don't know. Who, who, who is he? Sawyer and Desmond. Sawyer and Desmond in an orgy. Um, so, well, actually, there's a few from last season. Well, two. Who's in the coffin and how did Kate and Jack get off the island? Yep. So, both of them are answered. That's a good win. Through a helicopter and finding... Who is he him. that Kate mentions is waiting for him? I don't think we ever find that out. Oh, we? yeah, we know that. Well, that's oh, we Aaron. Don't. Oh, it's Aaron. Oh, okay. Duh. Isn't he dead in the helicopter? Um, how does Jin die? We can answer that. Oh, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess. So. I think we can. What are the rules? We haven't... Did we, did we learn that one, didn't we? When Ben confronts Widmore? What did you say? What are the rules? From episode uh, nine, we had what are the rules? I feel like we don't really have an answer for what the rules are. Okay. Uh, well, we've got why did Ben wake up in the desert? We can answer that one. Yep. Because he turned a frozen donkey wheel. <laughs> frozen donkey wheel. Uh, the baby cake crying sound is coming to Aaron. Um, why is Richard visiting Locke? Um, yeah, we've pretty much answered all of this season's questions with the exception of the yeah, the rules. Really and, did a good job. No, yeah. this show never answered questions. What is the... Uh, can we answer what is the cabin? Uh, I'm going to say that we don't really know what the cabin is. Uh, why and how is Walt there? I guess we haven't answered that one. How did Anthony get to the island? No. What the hell happened here? Uh, oh, he did answer how Anthony got to the island. Oh, yep. Okay, we can cross that one out. 
Um, what is the deal with Room 23? What, who is the mysterious woman who doesn't like chestnuts? Why isn't Nathan Fillion in movies? There was... um Oh, what was... There's a, I need to take a screenshot of this um, promo they have over here for that the rookie show that Nathan Fillion is in or whatever it is. So, like, the way they uh, they broadcast... I always see it at the gym when the TV's, like, on mute and it's like, you know, more action, more cops, more Nathan Fillion or something like that. Just like the way they advertise the show. Oh, it makes me laugh all the time. Anyway, Nathan Fillion, huh? Um, who are the guys in the snow? Have we answered that one from finale? Oh, yeah, I guess it's Penny's men. Yeah. Just, I feel like we need to have a quick little refresh of some of these ones. Just like, otherwise, we're going to get like season one, episode three. Um, we did answer that question three years ago. Uh, what is a purple sky? Uh, mm, not really. What is a four-toed statue? No. Why does the Asian man use different names in each video? Why was living no. in the mental hospital? Where does a food palette come from? What do the hieroglyphic hieroglyphics mean? Um, what happened to Pierre Chang's left arm? <laughs> I love how we've called him Pierre Chang, and yet in the other one we've just called him Asian guy. Um, <laughs> what is you. The, the Hurley bird? How did the Black Rock get into the jungle? Why was Hurley in the hospital? We've answered that one. A long yeah, time definitely. ago. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, and what is the deal with the numbers? Uh, not so much. Why is Walt special? Uh, um, oh, my God. Look at this one. Episode 9 from season 1. What happened to Nadia? Okay, we can <laughs> cross that one out, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, she died. Yep. What is the sickness? Uh, probably not here. Who are the others? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I don't know that one yet. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what are the whispers? We haven't really answered that one, have we? Not yet. Um, who are Adam and Eve? What are the black stones? Where is Christian's body? How did Christian Shepherd get on the island? We've answered that one, haven't we? Sort of. Uh, did we ask that? Yeah, we did. Season one, episode five. How did Christian Shepherd get on the island? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, episode two where are they I think we've answered that haven't we <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets better why is a polar bear there what is the monster episode one season one and we haven't crossed that out good job well I guess we know what the monster looks like but we still don't really know you don't what want to cross that out is. no okay we know that it's black smoke, but... Anyway, okay. Do we have any uh, questions in this episode? Uh, we know who Bentham is now. Um, how did Locke die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did Locke die? Cool. I think that's the main one. Where? We could say what happens to the island, but that's obviously going to happen next episode. Where's Sawyer's shirt? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm happy with that. Cool. All right. So uh, are we bidding this episode? It's terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to buy this episode. Um, what? I don't, I don't know which part is my favorite of the three parts, but this is just so action-packed and just 
no room to breathe. It's just an amazing uh, conclusion to the episode. Uh, and actually, remember you asked me during the constant, was that my top top one? I said there's still an episode to come. Uh, when I originally ranked them, I actually had this three-part finale as the best episode of Lost. Really? Oh, did you find uh, your rankings, did you? No, I just remember this was the top one. I don't think it's the best episode of Lost, but I just really do. There's something about the flash forwards and just all the on island stuff with the boat and getting rescued and the Desmond and Penny that I just really love about this finale. I don't think it's the best, but yeah, initially I did rank it as the best because it's just, it's just really great. Uh, well, it's a buy from me, and I think this is the best part of the three parters, and I have ranked this part at number 15. Oh, that's really high. Um, I have it just below The Man Behind the Curtain and just above Man of Science, Man of Faith. Oh, 15's not bad. Hmm. So, that's Yeah, that's it. It feels like we just started Season 4, but... Yeah, we're done. So, uh, yeah, the three-part finale, if you listen to this all in one go, well done. Uh, good luck. Good job, people. Believe it or not, season four is over. Uh, before we get into season five, though, we will do an episode uh, recapping season four. Uh, it feels like we just did the season three one, and now we're into season four. Uh, so stay tuned for that next week rather than season five premiere. And in the meantime, yeah, let us know what you think of the finale and everything that goes along with that. Uh, email, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you, Ben. That's it for season four. Noah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so please tune in next week for the season four uh, recap. Uh, my name is Noah and we're home. My name is Ben and mm, Roden. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.